This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington, and it's in both parties. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie. And helping Christians stay informed about government. Now, of course, this puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. Be sure to visit AFR.net or wherever you get your podcasts to hear past episodes. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. Welcome to Exposing Washington. I'm your host, Walker Wildman, and you're listening to American Family Radio. Our website is AFR.net, AFR.net. All things American Family Radio can be found there, including my podcast called Exposing Washington, which is what you're listening to here on AFR. You can also download the AFR app on your smartphone device. It's free. Just type in American Family Radio in your app store, or you can just type in AFR. Download the free app, and you can get all the features of the website there on your mobile device. Listen anytime you would like, so long as you have an Internet connection. Jumping right into the news articles of the week, we had a pretty boring week in Washington, D.C., because the Democrats are still trying to impeach and convict the former president, Donald J. Trump, and... We wondered what what Washington would do without Donald Trump in the White House. We wondered if they would move on to other things, but they still seem to be stuck on uh, President Trump focusing on the former president and their hatred for him and his movement that he led. And I'm not really going to cover much of the impeachment trial because it's honestly boring. It's much more, it's more of the same old, same old, we don't like Trump. We don't like Trump. And the essence of the impeachment, the argument is that the former president He incited violence because he gave a political speech on January 6th where he said we should, his supporters should peacefully and patriotically walk down to the Capitol and have their voice heard. And somehow that is being turned into a crime. even though the Democrats engage in much more heated rhetoric than that. We have example after example after example of Democrats and their allies inflaming the political fights, inflaming the political war by demonizing Republicans demonizing conservatives, 
and using rhetoric that doesn't belong in the political sphere in America. We have the infamous Maxine Waters clip. Get up in the face of people who work for President Trump. Get in their face. Let them know that they're not welcomed here. We have several Hollywood actors talking about killing the president. Yes, you heard me right. We have Snoop Dogg, the rapper, in his music video showing the former president being assassinated. And I could go on for probably an hour citing examples like I just did. So that type of behavior is okay. Kathy Griffin, the comedian slash actor, she can show a image of the former president beheaded, and that's okay. As a matter of fact, people actually saw her as the victim. So all of that is acceptable behavior. But President Trump giving a political speech on January 6th outside of the White House, that is unacceptable behavior in modern society. You see the Bible verse where it says that at times people will call right wrong and wrong right. I think we're here. Where wrong is called right and right is called wrong. At a minimum, we're at a place where there's two standards. There's one standard for the Democrats and there's another standard for Republicans. And the Democrats refuse to see the utter hypocrisy of their actions. I want to go outside the beltway on a good news item that actually relates to some of the executive orders that Joe Biden has been implementing amongst the literally dozens of executive orders he's been signing. One of them dealt with Title IX and men being allowed to play in women's sports and so on and so forth. You know, the, the war on God's creation on male and female. Well, Mississippi lawmakers decided to take a stand this past week. The Mississippi State Senate passed legislation. The bill is called Mississippi Fairness Act. Senate Bill 2536 passed 34 to 9. And this bill will protect boys and girls, men and women's sports. By simply stating the obvious, and that is biological men play men's sports and biological women play women's sports, and we're not going to mix the two. Simple legislation that you would think shouldn't even be necessary, but in today's culture where the Democrats are on an all-out path to deny science, blur the lines, and act as if there's no difference between male and female. 
in in that in this day and age, laws like this are necessary, unfortunately, but they're necessary. So kudos to the Mississippi State Senate for passing this legislation. Next, it moves on to the State House of Representatives, where it will need to pass in the coming weeks, and then the governor, Governor Tate Reeves, will need to sign this legislation. So we'll keep an eye on that and be sure to update you. <clears throat> the Another story I want to bring up, because we've talked about this in recent months, but when I take you outside of the Beltway, when I take you to these various states and, 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 and cover these news stories that aren't in Washington, I'm doing it for a reason. Because what happens, what happens across the country in certain ways affects what goes on in Washington, D.C. Governor Cuomo in New York, people have suspected for months now that he covered up Thousands of nursing home deaths, nursing home COVID-related deaths. And this week, it was actually confirmed that that is, in fact, true. Governor Cuomo, in his office in New York State, covered up thousands, up to 15 thousand, they covered up thousands of of COVID-related deaths in nursing homes. And I'm going to play clip one here. This is Fox News weather meteorologist Janice Dean and her, both of her in-laws actually passed away in, in direct, as a direct result of Governor Cuomo's nursing home policies. Let's listen to clip one. This is Janice Dean on Fox News. To that point that you made earlier, what does it tell you about the people involved that their instinct in terms of an apology was to the Democratic lawmakers who could be potentially hurt by this revelation? When there are people who will never see family members ever again, yet they're worried about some state senator in Elmira. Look at this governor's track record, his leadership book, his Emmy Award, protect only himself and his administration. And never, we never got an apology or any remorse from this governor. And I believe he should be in jail. I was just gonna say, what do you think should happen? Yeah, I think a lot of people probably feel that way. Court of law, full investigation, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, and jail time. Well, there you have it. Now we know how Janice Dean feels. This is, this is criminal. There's no other way to explain this other than criminal. The people that are charged with protecting innocent life, one of the most basic functions of government, it was neglected and people died. That's not an exaggeration. It's the facts. Governor Cuomo made the stupid decision to send coronavirus-positive patients into nursing homes when they were still coronavirus-positive. He sent sick people into nursing homes intentionally. There's no way to parse this where you can somehow get away with saying, well, it was an accident. 
well, they just didn't know better. No, there's no scientific reason, no medical reason to send sick people while they're still sick into a nursing home and put them in the same room with people who are otherwise healthy. There was no time that that is acceptable. You don't do that with people who have the flu and other contagious illnesses. You don't send sick people who are contagious into a nursing home with otherwise healthy people. And that's what Governor Cuomo did. And I have no idea why they would do that, why the governor of New York would do that. And I'm not even going to try to speculate because all roads of speculation will not end well on whether it was intentional or not intentional. The policy was obviously intentional. There should be a criminal investigation, both federal and state, into the governor himself. Any other person who would have been responsible for this, hypothetically, would never get away with that. If someone else did what the governor did, they would not get away with it. There would have to be some type of repercussion. The state state legislature in New York is even looking at impeaching the governor. Many are calling on him to resign. There needs to be a federal criminal investigation into the governor's actions, but are we going to get it from the Biden administration? Probably not. Probably not, which is a shame. These Democrat governors across the country, they're rogue. They do whatever they want, and there's no consequence. Governor Gavin Newsom in California is the exact same way. They run disaster, they implement disastrous policies. They have no regard for human life. They crush jobs. And they get rewarded. They act as if they're the heroes. And Governor Fauci, I mean, not Governor Fauci. He thinks he's a governor. Anthony Fauci, the director of NIH under the CDC, he praised Governor Cuomo. Governor Cuomo is just a great governor. Look how good he handled the coronavirus, despite the fact that New York has the highest number of deaths overall in the U.S. But kudos to Governor Cuomo, right? Well, Anthony Fauci has little respect based on the decisions that he's made. I'm going to play clip three here. This is Anthony Fauci making a joke of himself, talking about how, well, if you put on two masks, that may be better than one. Clip three, let's listen. A lot of folks uh, are hearing now about double masking, wearing two masks or trying to get one of those N95 medical grade masks. Do you believe that that's advisable and makes a difference? You know, it, it, it likely does because, I mean, this is a physical covering to prevent uh, uh, droplets and virus to get in. 
So if you have a physical covering with one layer, you put another layer on, it just makes common sense that it likely would be more effective. There are many people who feel, you know, if you really want to have an extra little uh, bit of protection, maybe I should put two masks on. There's nothing wrong with that, but there's no data that indicates <laughs> that that is going to make a difference. And that's the reason why the CDC has not changed the recommendation. Well, there you have it. That's uh, That's actually two clips in one where the first one a few days before Anthony Fauci says absolutely two mask that's a great idea and then a couple days after that he says well there's no scientific data didn't he sound so smart there's no scientific data to suggest that two mask work well why did you just get done three days before saying that people should wear two masks it is as if our political leaders are trying to see how dumb we are. They're just trying to see how far they can go. Which dumb policies can they get us all to follow across the country? It's as if there, there's this challenge going on across the country to see how ridiculous they can make their policies and their regulations and their recommendations, how ridiculous they can make them be to see how many people are going to do it. How many people are going to be wearing two face masks? How many people are going to buy this conspiracy theory that two masks are better than one? This is like a Saturday Night Live skit, but it's not. It's real life. These people, like Anthony Fauci, are actually taken serious. They are taken serious. And the media, they just put them up on a pedestal. King Fauci, whatever Anthony Fauci says. He's 80 years old. He's been in Washington since Ronald Reagan we should listen to everything that Anthony Fauci says. But if you look just beyond the surface, you'll realize that there is actually zero scientific evidence or data to support the vast majority of the measures that the CDC has been recommending such as widespread mask usage amongst healthy people. There is literally no evidence to suggest that widespread mask usage amongst the healthy public is somehow making things better. And the only few studies that do in some way suggest that masks can somehow help prevent the spread of upper respiratory viruses, all of those studies assume that people are wearing the mask properly and they're wearing them, they're wearing clean new masks. But what you're seeing is people are wearing these masks that haven't been washed in weeks. 
They've dropped them on the floor. They've gotten food on them. They've sneezed in them. They've been in their pocket. They've been in their car dashboard. People, I would argue that that's actually putting your health at higher risk than just not wearing a mask at all. I wonder when our society is going to wake up. When is the when is the vast majority of the public going to wake up and go, you know, guys, this stuff just didn't work. And wearing four masks, staying at my house, sheltered in place, keeping small businesses shut down. None of this stuff's working. COVID's still spreading. There's literally nothing we've done to date in the past 10 months that is scientifically proven to prevent the spread of coronavirus. You have Florida down here, fully open. Everything's open in Florida. No restrictions, no fining people for not wearing a face diaper. And Florida's doing fine. They're actually holding up way better than pretty much every other state in the union with considering the amount of people down there in Florida. They're a free state. They respect individual liberty and allow adults to make their own decisions. All the schools are open in Florida. You look up in New York, they've had things shut down for 10 months. They still don't have some restaurants open. They still don't have their schools open. They've had the hardest time with coronavirus. They've had the highest number of cases, arguably, between them and California. And the most unfortunate thing is that many citizens, many voters, just do whatever the government says without actually studying, reading, and learning for themselves the best way to go about your life. So I would encourage you, be informed, know what's going on, and don't always always assume that the government is right. Moving on... The Biden, remember we talked last week, the Biden administration, when they were running their presidential campaign, they had all the fixes. The Biden campaign, they were going to rid America of the, of the coronavirus. They were going to end the pandemic. We're going to open up our schools. We're going to get the economy booming again. The Biden administration, they promised all of these things. Well, now they're starting to renege on multiple political campaign promises. Imagine that. Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, is now saying that, well, we may or may not be able to open schools. We don't have the data yet. On a good day, on a good week, we might be able to open the schools for one day a week. Let's listen to clip four. Schools, opening up schools swiftly and safely. Mm-hmm. Could you help us understand what the White House is or what the president's definition of open schools is? Does it mean teachers in classroom teaching students in classroom? Or does it just mean kids in classroom with a remote screen? Help us understand. 
Sure. His goal that he set is to have the majority of schools, so more than 50%, open uh, by day 100 uh, of his presidency. And that means uh, some teaching in classrooms. So at least one day a week, hopefully it's more. And obviously it is as much as is safe in each school and local district. When you say some teaching, that's the, you didn't use the same majority qualifier there. You just have to have some teaching in school, some teachers in school, not the majority of teachers in school and the majority of classrooms. Well, teaching at least one day a week um, in the majority of schools by day 100. Okay, and that's in-person teaching? In-person teaching, yes. Man. Sure. Wow, that is aggressive right there. One day a week. The Biden administration, in 100 days, they're aiming to have schools open one day a week. That is really bold. Really bold, really aggressive. They're getting after it. We're going to open this country back up. One day a week. That is an insult. That is an insult. How naive do you think America is? You've got parents across the country having to pay for child care. They're having to pay for a babysitter. They're having to stay home from work because schools don't want to reopen. Actually, the schools do and the students do. It's the administrators, the governmental officials, and some of the teachers who don't want to go back. We saw that with the Chicago Teachers Union. And you know what? All these governmental officials who say, well, we just shouldn't open. Now is just not the right time to open back up. We just shouldn't open our schools up. They're all still getting paychecks. The Chicago's teachers, the Chicago teachers, they were still getting paid despite the fact they weren't teaching. How about this proposal? How about if you don't work, you don't get paid? If you don't teach when you should go to work and teach the students, then you just don't get paid. That's fine. If some teachers don't want to go to school and teach, that's okay. Nobody's going to force you to go teach, but you're just not going to get paid. And then the schools can find teachers who do want to come teach, who do want to put the students first. If we didn't pay the politicians who are trying to keep our country shut down, if we withheld pay from the politicians who are keeping America shut down, you would see America open back up so fast. It's easy to put, a, put in place policies when they don't affect you. It's time that America's policies start affecting the people who put them in place. Rules for thee, but not for me. That's the story of Washington. Exposing Washington American Family Radio. We'll be back next week.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.